Welcome, everyone, to the brand new number one episode of a brand new podcast, the Discussing Comics podcast. We are a spinoff of the Discussing Who podcast, and you can find out more about Discussing Who at DiscussingWho.com. But this particular episode and this particular podcast in general is going to be about science fiction and the comic books around them. So we might be talking about Stranger Things. We might be talking about movies. We might be talking about comic book characters. So one of the things we wanted to do on this podcast is bring in new voices, new perspectives. And part of doing that is bringing in friends and other podcasters that we know. And one of those is our friend Sergio Lugia from the Reality Breach podcast. So Sergio, welcome to Discussing Comics. Oh, well, hi. It's, it's, it's an honor to be on your first episode. Yes, cool. I'm glad you're here. And who is the other part of we is the other co-host of this show, Mr. Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Good to be on with the Who Story himself, Cal Jones, as well as uh, our reality breacher, the breach master, uh, Sergio Lugo. Oh, my God. <laughs> breach master. <laughs> I'm changing my title to breach master. You've been breach, baby. <laughs> that, one was, that one was really, really good. <laughs> By horrible, you be good, I guess. No, I actually kind of liked it. I actually kind of liked it. Oh, man. So glad to be on nonetheless. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think what we're going to be talking about tonight or this afternoon is the most anticipated movies of 2018. So, Sergio, I have a question for you. Okay. How how did you come up with the list? What makes the list? Uh, So I, I used really highly scientific algorithm. Um, called scrolling through the release calendar. Uh, and, and anything that seemed comic or nerd or, or science fiction or just, you know, those big tentpole franchises that everyone kind of looks forward to, uh, in, you know, in the, uh, the culture, uh, that's, that's what I pulled. So, when, uh, do, so did you, are there like any ranking to them or are they just what, you know, is like, this is the one I'm anticipating the most, or are they just kind of, these are the ones I liked? Uh, well, these are actually, uh, it, the, the article that we're going to pull, be pulling from, from Reality Breached, um, has all of them listed in chronological order. Ah, that, cool. that way we're not, yeah, we're not putting any of them above any based on popularity. It's just, hey, this is what's next. Ah, very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. Why don't we start out, if you guys are ready, we'll start out with the first movie that is coming out actually within about a month from now. So the Black Panther coming out 2-16-2018. How did it make uh, the list for you? It, it, it made the list because, it, first off, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. So so those hands down are going to make the list. Uh, this one is one of my most anticipated movies just because, one, the, the trailer really popped. Uh, it, it, it has an, a very unique aesthetic that you haven't really ever seen before. And on top of that, it is a African superhero <laughs> movie, not African-American, not, but African superhero movie, which that in itself is special. Which which brings me to one of my worries of the movie. You know, I think the movie is well placed within the MCU um, universe of series of movies, 
leading up into Infinity War, I think is going to be important as far as that that is concerned. But also it has a great cast. But what worries me about the movie that I think, you know, there is a racial um, part to the movie. And, and, and I it just worries me that some parents won't take their kids to see this movie. And it's sad to say, but if anything is holding it back, I think that is the only thing because they have checked off all the marks in every other aspect. All right. So before, you know, I want to ask Sergio about that. But before I do that, I want to encourage anyone listening to this episode to also listen to episode number two, because we will actually be going in depth, not only into Black Panther, but the progression of how we got to Black Panther from Storm back in the original X-Men movie in 2000. So anyone listening, we encourage you, if you want to know more about Black Panther, check out episode number two but sergio curious um to you you are a father of you know you've got young children right yes i i have have two children okay so when you are thinking about going to movies did the race of the black panther have any inkling and i know the answer to that before i even ask it but but just for the sake of asking did that have any bearing on whether or not you were taking your children to the movies? I don't know if you do know this answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. So because tell I'm me gonna, your answer. Cause I'm going to say yes. Okay. Tell me how, because it, it's important for my children who are not African-American to see African-American people like doing things that, that are good, that are, that are a, a positive influence to anyone who watches them. So, so I'm actually more likely to take them to see Black Panther than I am to take them to see Ant-Man. Wow. And, and actually I love that point of view because that's not one I anticipated or thought of. And <laughs> yeah, wow, that is really cool. That is really cool. And, and definitely to see positive um, African American or African people on television or on in the movies is a good thing, and it brings a bit of diversity to the watcher, whether whatever camp you fall in, you know. So I I, I love that perspective that you added there. Yeah, me too. Because you're right, Sergio. I you know I took it from their opinion of it would not impact your opinion because you saw beyond that, and I love the fact, like Clarence just said. That you, you em- not only embraced it, but you it took it from a positivity. So kudos to you. No, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 an exciting movie for numerous reasons. Agreed. But the scary part is, and I think it's what Clarence was alluding to before, is that there may be people who, unfortunately, will say, "I'm not taking my children to that movie." And, 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 and honestly, those people don't matter. <laughs> yeah. They, like they're, they're doing more harm than they realize. And there's no, you're not, we're not going to convince them to watch it. Correct. That you're, you're not going to change their mind. So correct. Cool beans, cool beans. So this next one. So anybody else got anything for black Panther before we move on? No, can't wait to see it. All right. So this next one, I've got some questions about for both of you guys. The next one is Ready Player One, which comes out on March the 30th, 2018. 
Ready Player One. Yes, th- this one made the list because, uh, I guess, word of mouth. I've heard that Ready Player One's a big deal. I've never read it, but I, I know when the trailer dropped, uh, uh, geeks and nerds across the country were like, ooh, look at this. You, you, you saw the DeLorean and you were on board instantly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw the, Del- the, the DeLorean. I was like, okay, they're pandering. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, certainly a book that has been has gotten rave reviews and I've heard many, many things about it. Unfortunately, it's on on my geek list of shame because I have not read the book or listened to the audiobook as some people have done. But yeah, I I definitely want to see this movie. And isn't it still in the speed? Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, right? So it yeah. should be good, maybe. <laughs> He's not always on the mark, but I'm, I, it looks great from the trailers. Uh, and I, I wouldn't even say it looks great. It's embracing like, the whole VR thing, right? Isn't it, it, yeah. I, and I don't know. It just it seems really, really cheesy. Hmm. I just don't know. I mean, I'm looking, you know, just at the picture and I'm reading about it. And beyond even Steven Spielberg, I'm going like, okay, what I would, what, what, what does, what does this look even interesting to me? And yeah. I can't. I can't say that it does. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or what, but I'm just saying it's there's nothing that I see immediately interesting. And it may be an amazing movie. Well, I mean, Sergio, you said pandering, but I think that was kind of the whole point of the book that made it highly popular was all these uh, cultural touchstones from our past that have been brought forward into this world. So, you know, I mean, yeah, Penner maybe, but that was kind of the whole point of the book in the first place. So, yeah, which which tells me it's probably not a story that I'm going to be that into anyway, because I, I don't want a, a lackluster sci fi movie propped up by unnecessary references. Mm. I, I, I'm not that is not something that I really, really want. Interesting. Interesting. Quite interesting. So, but it still made the list because, you know, it is it is an anticipated movie, like, of the movies that are coming out. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to watch it just so I can, you know, talk about it. Yeah, and I'll add to that is this is probably one of the few movies that I see the trailer that I'm probably probably going to read the book or listen to the book before I go watch it. Interesting. I did the same, I did the same thing with The Martian. Uh, so I, I'm probably going to do it with this one, too. All right, so you guys both know me. So, question: Since you mentioned The Martian, would and I don't know how it ends if it has a twist ending or what. But side note: Would I enjoy The Martians or The Martian? Um, I think you probably would. Um, it's not a high action movie by any stretch of the imagination, and even like coming from the book and going to the movie, like some of the concepts or the things he does are very technical. I mean, they're very ultra technical in the book, but they kind of dumb it down a little bit for the movie. But I think you will enjoy it. All right, cool. So this next one that's coming out on the 13th of April, and that is 2018. And probably it's coming out, I would guess or suspect, Friday the 13th, The New Mutants. Actually, let me stop you there. Okay. That is uh, that is the one that got rescheduled. Since uh-huh. my list was originally published, uh, New Mutants has been pushed to 2019. Wow. Yeah, wow. completely pushed off the schedule. Um, Disney says it's uh, because it didn't want, or I don't know if it was Disney, but Fox said uh, that they didn't want it to compete with other X-Men properties. 
Hmm. What are the other X-Men properties? Um, I guess Deadpool, Dead, oh, they, they moved Deadpool 2 up oh, okay. to come out like two or three weeks sooner. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, they bumped New Mutants to 2019. So, uh, just, so maybe they will bump it hopefully to 3019 and then we'll be, <laughs> be really good. Well, which is funny because I think the case is people saw this trailer and were not utterly wowed. It was like a, uh, okay, whatever kind of sense to it. I know that's certainly the sense I had, and I don't think you were too excited about it either, Kyle. So I think this is one they probably tested, you know, brought the trailer out, and it just didn't hit like they think it w- thought right. it would. So, Sergio, yeah. how much do you know about the New Mutants? Uh, I don't know much at all, but from what I understand, they're a – mutant superhero team much like the x-men is that correct that is correct so in the comic books in the x you know the the x-men history back in the mid 80s they did a spinoff to the x-men the which this was back when the x-men only had one comic book and they did a spinoff where the professor actually recruited a new uh, group of teenage students and they called themselves the new mutants and they, they were for me because i started reading it from the very beginning and they were like you know i love the x-men but they were like my my team i mean it was like you know i was a kid you know like in my teens reading it and it was like okay i kind of grew up with them and i loved reading the new mutants i saw this trailer and it 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 was nothing that I wanted to see. And it has some of my favorite new mutants in it. So the simple fact that I was a diehard, loved the new mutants, you know, totally into the book fan. And I had no desire to go see this movie. That says a lot. <laughs> it, it, it really does. And, and it's, it's the, the idea that this is a new mutants like movie is, is, is in, like there's, there's a couple of, th- things that i dissect from this one why is it a new mutants movie like this is a horror yeah. movie yeah exactly okay. is there i'm not the guy who's going to judge a movie without seeing it i'm not the guy who's going to say oh well i'm not going to watch that out of principle it's like no if you make a good movie it's a good movie regardless of context yeah and, and, and i will say they were a bit ballsy by trying to do something different uh but in this case i don't know if it it may not even work or it's something anybody even wants. I mean, especially judging from, you know, Kyle's reaction. Why yeah. did they choose to go in the horror direction? Well, I, I know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're using, and, and I may be wrong here, but I think they are using or, or loosely basing this movie off of a storyline that ran from issue 18 through, I think, 20, where one of the characters and, you know, spoilers for 2019, but one of the characters had this demonic spirit bear. She was of Native American uh, descent, and she's one of the characters in here. And there was this Native American spirit bear, and it was called a demon bear, that um, came, and the New Mutants had to actually fight this demonic spirit bear. So I <laughs> wonder if this is what they're basing that off of. Uh, I think they saw Legion was popular and tried to do the same thing. And and, and and you may be well, you know, that that may well be true. I don't know. Honestly, what I think it is, is they saw the Marvel formula of finding a movie and fitting it to a genre. Like, look at Ant- like Ant-Man 
Thor, like those are comedies. Fox looked at it and said, well, we can't just make a new mutants movie. That's just an X-Men movie. Let's try to make it into another genre. And it may work. It may work, but they're starting off with a handicap and that's never good. Okay. I would agree with what you said, and and it might would have worked. There was a team, not a team, but there were people who were called the Morlocks in the in the X Men comics, and they were mutants who didn't get the beautiful angelic wings and didn't look. You know, they were deformed because of their mutation or, or whatever right. that might be. And they lived in the sewers of New York City and they were called the Morlocks. So if that was what they were going horror with, you know, you could have where these mutants are kidnapping these kids or something under the sewers of New York City and let that be a, um, horror movie. That might would have worked. But don't take a loved team and turn them into a horror franchise. Again, the movie may be good. We don't know. We don't know. And we we'll it, it seems it seems misguided. Point taken. <laughs> but the one that doesn't seem misguided, even though you know, I kind of have a war of words kind of here, but um, Infinity War, Avengers: Infinity War, five. Four or May the fourth, twenty eighteen. Are we happy? Are we ready for it, guys? We're four months away from the new Avengers movie. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, it looks to be everything people have hoped and dreamed. Um, I, I, you know what? We've had the ex- these characters are have already been well established. So I'm hoping it's just balls to the wall. Excuse this expression. Fun. <laughs> and, and, and that's really what I'm looking for in this movie. You know, we've we've been lightly introduced to Thanos, so hopefully we hear a little bit more about who he actually is and what his purpose is. But I'm just expecting uh, two hours of nonstop action. Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple of, you know, like the first Avengers movie, I think the only problem with it is there's a little bit too much re-explaining of backstory. Yeah, I, I think at this point in Marvel Marvel Studios timeline, we don't need any of that. All of the characters that when this movie comes out will be established. Even the more obscure, like Black Panther characters, will already have had a movie yep. you know, based on them. I want to see like I want to see plot twist. I want to see uh, things blowing up. I want to see Avengers dying. Like I want everything oh, out of this movie. High stakes. <laughs> so who dies, gentlemen? Let's let's call it now. Who dies? Ooh, um, I think Tony Stark dies. Agreed. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a chance. I, 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 okay, either Iron Man or Captain America dies. Both of them are now making out of this, making it out of this movie. Interesting. Interesting. I think uh, that I would say they both it, die. I don't know. If they don't both die, who doesn't die in this one dies in the next one. <laughs> that's very possible and, and, and also uh, Black Widow dyed her hair yeah that's, uh, so, wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's up with that I don't get that well she's a master of disguise she can she can do whatever she wants with her hair okay, well, <laughs> point taken <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but man the you know again we um, talked about how um, Black Panther is going to influence this movie we get this one scene of just seems like all of Wakanda is marching forth on something. So that's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this movie. It's it looks fantastic. Yeah. 
So, guys, I have a feeling, and, uh, you know, this will probably, I think, be true. We'll, we will end with a massive cliffhanger of, at the end of this movie that, like, no resolution, but literally old school, might as well put to be continued on the screen, cliffhanger type of cliffhanger. Do, do you guys agree? Now, this isn't uh, supposed to be a two-party, is it? Yeah, no, it is. It, no, it's not. Well, yeah, it kind of is, though. But it, no, well, they announced it as a two-parter, and then they went back on that and said the first one is called Infinity War, the second one is going to be called in something else. So, so I I think there's going to be some sort of you know plot conclusion here, but there will be elements that are cliffhung. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good one. I'm a tight. Kyle, give us the brief um, three names of the comic arcs for Infinity. Okay, trilogy. so so the uh, the Infinity trilogy started out with the Infinity Gauntlet, which was Thanos actually collecting all of the Infinity Gems slash now known as Stones um, into the Gauntlet to give himself power. The second one was in- called actually the Infinity War. And the third one was the one that was called the Infinity Crusade. Hmm. Interesting. Infinity Crusade is the name of the next movie. Okay. (laughs) But the thing is with Infinity Crusade, it was the least popular and really had nothing to do with Thanos. I'm not saying that's Mm. not the name of it, but, but here's my speculation. If you guys don't mind, I, the reason I think it is a cliffhanger is the, I think we're going to see a reboot or a restart or a restructuring. You have something with the Infinity Gauntlet that, you know, Clarence and I were talking, um, I think, last weekend about the Infinity Gauntlet is so powerful for all intents and purposes. Once Thanos gets all of those gems into or the stones into the Gauntlet, there is no fighting him. There is no coming at him he controlled reality he controlled time space minds everything he could literally say you know snap his fingers and they're all gone the earth you know have never been so so, you know i think there that something's going to happen at the end maybe somebody gets the gauntlet or what but i'm picturing in my mind that something happens and you see this bright flash of light and the movie ends that's my prediction Hmm. Interesting. That's 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 a bold way to end a movie. <laughs> but um. how better to get people to come back is what? Because look at look at how you know TV shows used to do where you had to wait all summer to find out who shot Jr. You know <sighs> who killed the Avengers or which Avengers live and which Avengers die. Find out in the next movie. I don't know. Well, the thing is, is there's going to be the whole build up to the like they're gonna have to advertise the fourth movie yeah they can't just advertise it without showing who didn't you know who died true (laughs) and also there's ant-man in between these two movies true yeah it'll be interesting what what tie-ins his movie has to the rest that'll that'll be pretty interesting yeah like i i there's i think there's gonna be some sort of plot conclusion um but i don't think thanos dies in this first one no no i don't either and, Will we see uh, Captain Marvel in this movie? Do you think? Maybe I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> I, like I really want to have a long conversation with you about why you're so against 
what's her name? Carol Danvers. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I, don't you, get him started. You, it's it's like a, it's like a running thing that you you hate yeah, that character. In yeah, it. I can't stand her. Literally. Now, I don't dislike the role of Captain Marvel. I mean, you know, if it would have been the Cree Captain Marvel, or if it would have been the African American Captain Marvel, or if it would have been the daughter of the Cree Captain Marvel. Fine. I just can't stand Carol Danvers. Period. Wow. Wow. Well, I trust Marvel Studios to make it at least okay. Maybe. <laughs> uh, do you, do you really do you really trust Marvel Studios? Do you really Marvel I, I, slash D- Disney Studios? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's a studio I trust more than Marvel right now. <sighs> well, let's. Uh, of course, we probably could talk about the 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 uh, last. Lucasfilm slash Disney slash Marvel movie that came out. But let's let's dive into um, the next movie coming out in the Star Wars universe. Solo, a Star Wars story. Solo. It's a, a solo tale. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Like when I was putting this list together, I did not know that movie came out in Mar- in May. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, man, Why? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I think they should just wait to December for all Star Wars movies henceforth, because <laughs> I think that just feels like Star Wars time. Uh, but but originally, um, um, Rogue One was supposed to come out in in uh, early summer, so I don't know. They Hopefully, it gets pushed. Well. It needs to come out during Star Wars season. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> is, I agree. Is it just a that. season now? But but but, yeah, but, but 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 that is you know May is Star Wars st- season for the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe they're just going back and doing fan service, <laughs> pandering to the fans, the old school fans. Maybe. But, but what do we think? And I would love to hear this from you, Sergio. What do you think about a new prequel, um, a new Han Solo, a very a movie that had very troubled start? Um, uh, I, I really like Han Solo. Like every, everyone really likes Han Solo. <laughs> that's that's kind of a universal thing. Um and I trust them to, 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 to at least cast the right person. Um, the, the, the troubled pr- production of it kind of bothers me because I love the, 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 the two directors that they, Lord that, and Miller. Yeah, Lord and Miller. I love those guys. Like they have a stellar track record of making entertaining and funny movies. And if you're Disney and, and you're trying to cast, you know, if you're, you're, you're picking directors to make a movie, you look at their previous work and say, Hey, let's make a movie like that. Hmm. Like but, that's like that's what you do if you're a professional. You're like, hey, we like your work. Make some of that work for us. And apparently, they didn't like that. Yeah, I'm thinking of of what I would feel of a Star Wars movie that had the same, um, I don't know, presentation as far as jokes and comedy and things like that as a Thor had. You know, they totally totally changed Thor. Uh, yeah. What, what would happen if they do that to a movie in the Star Wars universe? Would we be fine with that? Is that really Han Solo as a character? Uh, it could be. Like if, mm. if you've seen if, if you've seen Twenty One Jump Street, you're not giving they, a good example here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like like think of the think of the character the two main characters in Twenty One Jump Street. Like they aren't they're they're, not, they're, they're goofy but they're believable. And <sighs> I. I I'm not saying it would be better than whatever they're going to release, but I I was really excited when I heard they got hired for it because I, they could take Han Solo places he's never been before. Oh, I really feel old now. I'm sorry to interrupt, but the but the whole time you've been sitting here talking about 21 Jump Street, I'm going back thinking that you're talking about the movie about the TV show like that came Depp. on. Yes, 
No, no, no. And then I was like, <laughs> wait, they're not talking about that. The so. Wild is Zany reboots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like, if, if you haven't seen the two new Jump Street movies, you need to watch them. Yeah, no, no, no. Now I know what you're talking about. But, 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 uh, you know, my brain immediately, dang it, I'm old. But anyway, um, <laughs> keep going, keep going. I just had to say that. But yeah. no, no, like, I mean, the, I was going to say, I even look at the, um, the comedy they put in the last Jedi and you know, do I feel that would fit better in a Han Solo standalone movie? Probably. Yeah. But I don't want this ball. I don't want Thor for a Han Solo movie. <laughs> well, my argument is, is they, it's not like they got this job, not pitching a comedy. Like they, they yeah. walked into an office, said, this is what we want to make. D- Disney said, okay, they started making that, and Disney said, oh, wait a minute. So <laughs> What are like, you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And then they said, that's what we said we were going to do, and Disney's like, well, you're fired. You know, yeah. so it's, I don't know. Like, someone it, said, someone greenlit it. Yeah. So it, let me well, ask you this. Do we even want to see a Han Solo movie? I oh, absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, they got good brass to come in there and write the ship. Uh, Ron Howard coming in to finish up the movie. So I I think the movie is going to be good. An excellent cast as well. Um, yeah, I don't the know, cast is it, really good. Was it Aaron Eric, Eric or I don't know the guy playing Han Solo. He's a new guy. Alden um, Ing- Ingr- Ingrich. Yeah, but you, you have the child is going to be no. Uh, I forget his real name. <laughs> Do- Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, Donald Glover. And Amelia Clark is in it. Woody Harrelson yes. is in it. Yes, yes. So, I mean, they have a good cast and hopefully the script is good. But it's a Star Wars movie, and I can never complain about a Star Wars movie unless it's The Phantom Menace. But it's a Star Wars movie. Let's <laughs> let's embrace it. Let's embrace wait, wait, it. wait a minute. I, I have audio <laughs> evidence that you complain about more than just one Star Wars movie. <laughs> hey, like not loved. Like not loved. <laughs> Keywords. Keywords, man. Hmm. I'm well, just, I, here, here's my fear on on that is I don't want. Star Wars as a franchise to reach the point of oversaturation. And, you know, every, if you, if you just put out a movie in December and you've got another one, be it standalone or not, coming out five months later, I just think you're, you're almost borderlining on oversaturation. And I mm-hmm. think that's bad for the Star Wars audience as a whole. Yeah. And I, I totally have to agree with Sergio on the Star Wars season. Because yep. the, the the timing is bad, and you know I'm fine with, and I think a year is enough time for it to my palate to be cleansed and be ready for something new. So let's, I know May is endearing to the Star Wars fan or Star Wars history. Well, let's just skip it and go to December. You know. Well, let me go uh, and uh, speak from uh, the old. I'm saying I'd rather it be December as well. So I'm right there with yeah. you. Un, un, unless this is them. Like, when is Episode Nine coming out? Is that also in December? I thought it was next I, I, year. Well, yeah, December of oh, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. year. I assume, yeah. But, like, un- unless they plan on starting all of them in May now, then, you know, yeah. whatever. That's fine. But yeah. I, I, they kind of have claimed December over the past three years and completely ruled December. <laughs> so it's really weird for them to, to, to pick May. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. What's next, guys? <laughs> so the next thing after that solo adventure is Deadpool number two on June the 1st, 2018. Deadpool number two. Thoughts, Clarence? Oh, man. 
Uh, Josh Brolin is Cable. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic. We have the girl from uh, Atlanta playing Dominique. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Domino. Domino. Uh, Domino. I'm sorry, I said Dominique. Sorry, Domino. You know what? I didn't know what to expect from the first Deadpool movie, but I went in and I had adult-rated fun. <laughs> <laughs> so to say what I'm looking for in Deadpool 2 is more adult-rated fun, and if I get that, I think I'm pretty much happy. And and better. Um and better uh, judgment on your parents for bringing children to Deadpool. Don't do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I think it's established now that Deadpool is a rated R character. Absolutely. NC-17 um, almost character. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, this is probably the one I'm worried about the most because mm. it, it, it took them forever to get the first Deadpool movie made. Yeah. And and I don't know if you've heard this old adage when it comes to, to music. You have your entire life to write your first album. You have two years to write your second. And I don't want – I have a feeling that this Deadpool movie is going to suffer real bad from a sophomore slump. Do we have the same team putting the move together as as a previous? Do you know? Uh, the, the, the different director, same writers. Mm-hmm. Same writers. I'm confident in that if we have the same writers. Uh, I mean, the yeah. director does mean a lot, but if we have a solid story to go on. And even the fact that the other one took so long, maybe they had already started pinning the next one. So I'm I'm fairly confident that Ryan Reynolds won't let trash come out. I think I'm I think I'm confident in that because he's. He's not much a fan. Well, yeah. <laughs> he is a big component behind getting the movie made. Does it? Doesn't he have some ties to the, the actual production of the movie? I don't think so. No, hmm. but I think he. J- I mean, I think he knew that you know in that Wolverine movie that that was not for any practical purpose Deadpool at all. And I take that back. I take that back. He's a producer. He's okay. a, yeah. He's got he's got a production. Credit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm worried about. I'm worried about Berlin being Cable. He is not how I picture Cable at all. See, see, see Kyle. I'm seeing a reoccurring theme here. There's certain characters, or certain people playing certain characters that if it's not the right person, you are just through with that character. Okay. Who? Um, give me another example. Uh, Lex Luthor. Okay, Lex Luthor. Uh, the, the, the Kevin Spacey did a fine job as Lex Luthor. Gene uh, Hackman did an amazing job as Lex Luthor. What's your point? Why won't we give Josh Brolin a chance here? The dude has. I, I, I am giving. I didn't say role. I didn't like it. I just said I, I'm worried about if he can do fine. it. He may be great. Did you see him in um? Uh, what's the movie they brought over here from Japan that they redid? Which I didn't like the remake, but I thought he was he did a good job actually. Uh, go ahead and talk. I'll look for the name of the movie. Neo <laughs> Yokio? No, not that. Not that one. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry to the real discussion. All right, yeah, I, carry on. Old boy, old boy. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, I love the Japanese version, but I think he did a fairly. Good job portraying a a uh, very mean and and troubled character, which I think he's going to do good in Deadpool. I don't know. I guess I'm just jaded. I'm not jaded, but very much a Brolin fan. I think he's going to be fine. The dude buffed up for the role. What more can you do? Come on, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, point taken. I don't. I don't know enough about Cable to to say whether or not he's perfect for it or not. But I know two things. One, Josh Brolin can act. Yes, yes, and yes. two, he looks enough like Cable for it to be believable. Yes, 
And I so, think you made the key point that nobody re- knows a lot about Cable, unless it's the diehard fan. So in that aspect, I think he'll be fine. And, if, ahead, he uses, and if he uses his mother's powers, I'll be happy. So mm. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you mean you, that deranged clone? Yes. Well, you know, she had her her, her technically had her powers, too, because she was a clone. So, you know, by oh, by, by by association. So you do, do. Do you know, Sergio, who Cable's parents in a, are? And then uh, Madeline, Madeline Pryor and Cyclops. Bingo. Very good. And Madeline Pryor is a is a clone of uh, Jean Grey. Bingo. Yep. OK. OK. <laughs> like, I, I'm actually more excited to hear the jokes that come out of that. <laughs> because I know Deadpool is gonna is gonna be hitting him with stuff left and right about uh, who's your mom? Who's your mom? Is this a clone of that? Blah 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 blah. Cyclops. Oh, Ooh, you know, it's so like I'm more excited about that than I am about anything you yeah. know, Cable does power wise. I mean, some of the things that they got away with in the comics with Deadpool because there was a Cable and Deadpool series for a while, and um, yeah, some of the jokes that that. Uh, Deadpool gave Cable. I am still amazed that got past censorship. <laughs> so and, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> are, are we pretty much settled on the fact now that uh, Deadpool uh, exists outside of the normal um, what X X Men universe? I, Is that I, pre- I, I honestly don't think Fox cares anymore. I don't think they nah. care either. Like they've they've mucked up the the the, the, the continuity <laughs> so bad that. The, the, the reason they made Days of Future Past is so they could do whatever they want. Ah, because yeah. they said, "Look at this, we're resetting everything." Ha ha ha, you guys! Mm-hmm. And now, now it's just waiting it out until it's rebooted by Disney. That's that's all we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. All right. So, also, see, it seems like June is a packed month for movies because on the fifteenth, after fourteen years, the incredible. Number two, or The Incredibles two, comes out. Thoughts? It, I've been I've been waiting fourteen years for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it, The Incredibles one is one like probably top three in my Pixar movie list, if not number one. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely up there for me as well. Uh, you know what? It's been so long, man, and I really, really love the movie, and I'm surprised why. At the time, you know, they didn't just come out with another movie a few years later. Why the long wait? You know, it's just really, really weird to me. They didn't capitalize, especially on the popularity of this this movie. Now, did they want to wait to maybe the characters a little bit older now in the sequel? I don't know. Uh, but uh, well, but, there's I, I can give you a few reasons as to why it took so long. Yeah. Uh, Pixar, when Pixar was just Pixar and not owned by Disney, they didn't have any interest in making sequels unless they had a really, really good idea. Uh, and, you know, as the years went by, they kept making original property after original property after original property. And then they got bought by Disney. And one of the first huge arguments they had with Disney was Disney wanted sequels. <sighs> Disney wanted Toy Stories 2, 3, 4. Uh, they wanted Monsters, Inc. and Monsters, you know, Monsters, You. And the, the the agreement that they landed on was Pixar would make one more movie a year than what they usually do. And one of those would be a sequel. Interesting. So Brad Bird, who did the original one, he was like, sure, I'll make a sequel, but I've got to have a good idea. And he finally got a good idea, wrote it down. 
and said, we're going to throw this in line behind all these other sequels and go. And, you know, that's why we have movies like Finding Dory. Like Finding Dory would have never existed if Disney hadn't bought Pixar. Yeah. And, and to to the whole point of that, I I still have not seen Finding Dory. Loved Finding Nemo. Have not seen Finding Dory. Don't, don't even care, really. I was like, just say, sad. You don't care if Dory gets found. <laughs> which yeah, is it, sad. It, think about it this way. We live in a world where there's a Cars 3. Oh, God. Too, too many. Yeah. And, and see, to that I say, where is my super suit? That is all. <laughs> Where's your what? Super suit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Whatever. Just remember, no capes. <laughs> oh, man. All okay. right. So on that note, uh, just about two uh, weeks or less from, or actually I can't count, about a week after that, we have the Fallen Kingdom, our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So, guys, what do you think? I, I put this one on the list because I really like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Uh, I, I, it probably doesn't have the same universal appeal that the rest of this, this list has. Uh, it is kind of a niche blockbuster, which I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, but Jurassic World was really good, really well received and was really successful. This movie's trailer is terrible. Oh, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Ouch. So let me ask you guys a question. I have not seen Jurassic World. So was that a continuation or a re- reboot? Of the original Jurassic franchise. Uh, it is a continuation. Okay. So is this a continuation of the continuation, I'm assuming? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is like Jurassic World is set in the same universe that Jurassic Park took place, but it's set, you know, like 20 years later. Yeah. So, like the, it, so, so the references aren't as direct as a direct sequel would have. This is a direct sequel to Jurassic World. Yeah, it, it seemed to me like Jurassic World felt like almost the uh, Force Awakens of the Jurassic Universe. It yes. it hit it hit on almost all those touchstones as the original movie. Yeah, which is why I loved it so much. Except for Chris Pratt talking to dinosaurs was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt's performance in the movie is weird because <laughs> I wanted good. him to be funny weird. the entire time. Yeah, I wanted him to be funny, and he would talk, and it would sound as if he was trying to be, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, yeah, just really weird portrayal of that character. And they had to bring him back for a sequel because oh, of course, Chris Pratt. <laughs> because Chris Pratt. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm assuming both of you are saying I will be watching this movie. Oh, I am. I'll, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there opening weekend. Uh, but like the premise of the movie is the island that Jurassic World took place on has an active volcano that is going to kill all of the dinosaurs on it. And the scientists are like, we must save the dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> so there's a, there's a scene in the trailer where there's a, a, a T-Rex on like a, a transport boat. And I don't know if y'all remember the lost world, the way the lost world ended was a T-Rex like rampaging through San Francisco. Oh yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and I really feel like this is where this one's going and oh, it's going to be bad. I'm so excited. Uh, can we just say bringing wild animals on large ships to urban environments is not a good idea in any case. Uh, see rampage. Bingo. That's what I was sitting there thinking. I couldn't remember the name of it, but I was thinking, yeah, yeah really? Or, or King Kong, or there's probably a thousand movies you could look at. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only thing I'll, uh, only other thing I want to say about, uh, Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom, uh, is that it has, uh, what's his name from the original movie? Um, Jeff Goldblum? It's got Goldblum in it. Oh, God, I'm watching it. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a small role. You sold me. But it's got Goldblum in it. Yes. And they have my money as well. <laughs> but see, there are no small roles in a movie. Unless, of course, a week later on uh, 4th of July weekend, you happen to be going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's a fantastic transition. Good Thank job. You, sir. Thank you, sir. So are we excited to see Ant-Man and the Wasp? Clarence? Sergio? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think say, there's mixed I, feelings I, here. Well, no, no. I, don't, I definitely don't have mixed feelings. I, I, I question the, um, the positioning of this movie, you know, in between the Infinity War movies. Uh, it's, it's, it seems like it's in a really bad spot unless it's set before Infinity War. Yeah. This is a possibility, I guess. Um, it, which kind of cleans up that whole arc, but I, I loved Ant-Man. I'm, I was really, really excited when they announced a sequel and I, I, I think this one is going to be great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it for the simple fact of, and the wasp. I mean, Ant-Man, cool. I mean, I'm, I like Scott. I, I like the, you know, the whole concept of him. But and the Wasp makes me really want to go see this movie. What What yeah. about the Wasp is so? Uh, well, so I, I'm I'm more now. The Hope character is not in the comics, so I'm I, even though she may don the Wasp outfit, you know, the uh, the powers, the costume, and you know all that. You know, that'll be cool. But I'm more a fan of the Janet Van Dyne or the Janet Pym version of the wasp, the one that we don't see in the first movie. Right. And I correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it hinted that that's who they're going to go looking for? Yes. Yes. In in this one. Yeah. Because they mentioned in the first one that she had been lost, you know, or, you know, the, my theory is she shrunk down to some subatomic world and that's where they go to find her. Yeah. So, and, you know, in the comics, both the Ant-Man and the Wasp, both of them were original Avengers from the comics. From the very first Avengers number one back in the 60s, both of them were in the comic. She's actually the one who gave them the name, the Avengers. Oh, okay. Wow. That I didn't know. Yep. You know what's crazy is this, uh, this was probably the first or the most funny up until the point it came out of the MCU movies. And it has been supplanted by Thor three, I think. So <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm I'm wondering where they're going to go as far as the comedy. Will they continue with the fun that uh, I guess Paul Rudd brings to the role, which I think they will. Um, but yeah, I think the last movie or the first movie did a good job of establishing the character, bringing the funny, an excellent story, a villain that I wasn't really too fond of. Which that's kind of the uh, thing for MCU movies. So I'm hoping they are able to have a good uh, protagonist in in the next movie. So antagonist, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's interesting that this movie is, as I said in the article, flying under the radar. Like, no one is talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Because, you know, on the horizon, we have both Black Panther and the Avengers. Ant-Man and the Wasp is almost like a footnote. It's like, oh, by the way. But will they yeah. be flying under the radar if by chance that they may be in Infinity War? I'm pretty sure Ant-Man is in 
Yep. Infinity War. And I would say from a marketing perspective, so is she, at least in a cameo, to create that suspense and that desire to go out a month later or a month and a half later and watch, you know, this movie. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. But one coming up in October of that same year that I'm curious <sighs> to find out, and I'm hearing groans already, <laughs> Venom on 10-5, October the 5th. Uh, this is the first of the Spideyverse movies that I have a huge problem with. <laughs> okay. We have gone lengths <laughs> to make Tom Holland the Spider-Man, establish him in the MCU and start something good. So when I first heard about this movie coming out, I was all excited. But then I read in a footnote, oh, um, it's not going to be a part of the Tom Holland universe. I'm like, huh? Well, what? <laughs> and, you know, I think it's okay to do your own thing sometimes. But I think that they're just looking at they're looking at Deadpool and saying, oh, we have a character we can make R-rated. Let's go make a cool R-rated movie. But I think they're missing a huge opportunity by establishing it in the same universe. And I won't even talk about what they're doing in the animated Spider-Man movie. I, I, I'll wait a little later, but I have issues with that as well. Like, <laughs> what is Sony doing? This is just... Okay. What, what do you guys think? All I think right, so, so, so here's my answer to that. Just because you have the power to create because you own a stable <clears throat> of characters does not give you, well, it does give you the power to make movies about <laughs> them, but, it, but is that the right thing? And the best way I could say is look at all the monsters owned by universal that are pretty much not being used. That does not mean that you can go and make a weird, creepy uh, Tom Cruise mummy movie and it be good. Same thing maybe with Venom. Just because you own the rights to Spider-Man does not mean you want to see a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie. But, I mean, I think a Venom movie is fine. I think that's a good idea. But why establish a whole different universe for it? You bring in this ex excellent seasoned actor to come in and play Venom, but we're going to put it in a totally separate universe. So I I, I just don't understand the logic behind that. And maybe oh. Marvel owns... Uh, a little more Spider-Man than we know right now, but that's just me. Maybe like w when they announced this movie, my first thought was <laughs> that's never getting made <laughs> but, but because of the whole, it being detached from the MCU. Then when I heard they were actually filming, I was like, ah, oh, crap, we have to deal with this now. And I'm, I'm kind of like of two minds on it. Like, yes, you're absolutely right. The best, the, the best scenario would be for it to be part of the MCU and it play into later Spider-Man movies. That's best case scenario. But what if this movie sucks? Like if this movie sucks, it not being part of the MCU would be doing us a favor. True. Because Marvel is Marvel does not have their fingers in this one, which means mm. it, they don't have the oversight to say, nah, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Uh, Act three is terrible. Blah, 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 blah. This is Sony just saying Tom Hardy's a pretty guy. Let's put him in a Venom suit and see what happens. Or, or is the motivation of making it totally separate because it's an R-rated movie and we don't want MCU or Spidey to have anything to do with an R-rated, bloody, gory, sexy movie. You're right. But let it, me. It, it, yeah, they're trying to scratch the Deadpool itch. Okay, but let me ask this question. Can you have a Joker movie without Batman? Aren't they trying to do that? 
Well, oh yeah, probably so. But, <laughs> but, but would, you, you know, that, can you have a Dr. Doom movie without the Fantastic Four? Can you have a Green Goblin without Spider-Man? So, you know, Venom is to me so much Spider-Man related. Can people relate to Venom without Spider-Man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Venom is, I would say no, because Venom, doesn't happen if Spider-Man doesn't happen. Correct. Like, like those other characters you, you said, like Dr. Doom or, or the Joker, like I would be down for Yeah. Like I would be down for a Joker origin movie. Point taken. Me too. You know, but Venom again, doesn't happen without Spider-Man bringing the symbiote to earth. Bingo. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, I'm not going to be that guy who judges a movie before it's out. (laughs) I but will. again, but again, they're starting with a handicap. <laughs> and this next movie on our list uh, already started with a handicap because they've tried <laughs> to tell it before. And that hopefully this movie coming out on November the 2nd, 2018 will be um, death and destruction now and forevermore will hopefully be Dark Phoenix. But I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, the last X-Men movie, Apocalypse, the work, like, the part I hated the most was when Jean Grey's Phoenix just popped right out. And that's the only part Kyle liked. Yes, that was the only <laughs> part Kyle liked. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, th- th- that's, that that's fine. That's the moment that I checked out. I was like, nope, the X-Men movies, I, I guess I just have to deal with them from now on. See, that was the only time in that movie that I checked in. It wasn't <laughs> Literally. That, I, of course. <laughs> I don't think that movie was that bad. Of course, the villain, Oscar Isaac's playing Apocalypse or whatever. I think it could have been done better. Clarence, that but, movie is bad. It is <laughs> bad. That movie is so bad. Dude, Magneto has some awesome parts in that movie. Magneto get, did not have a family that we didn't know about living in the woods. <laughs> come on, comic purists. I'm looking for a movie-going point of view. I like, thought that was awesome. Sure, it, it sure. I, like, every, what's, what's, what's the saying? Even a broken clock is right twice a day? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It wasn't a great movie. Okay. But what, what excites me about the dark Phoenix is X-Men in space, 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 space. So I hope the X-Men go to space. (laughs) I hope they go to space. I see that out there. Anyway. I don't know, man. Like, well, we know they're not really going to space, space. You do know that, right? Wait, they, where they're not? No, they're not like going off, off somewhere into space. They're going, well, I know to they're a not going to space station. Oh, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see them in space. Yeah. Cause that's Sophie Turner, man. Come on. That's how, that's how she becomes Phoenix. Let's do it. I'm down for it. They can't do worse than Apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. They're, 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 they're like, when you hit the bottom, you have usually bounce, right? But, so I guess it can't be worse, but. I just feel like they're going to squander Sophie Turner as like, like the talent that she brings to the role. I just feel like they're throwing it away by immediately jumping to dark Phoenix after already making a bad movie with her. All right. So, so Sergio, I'm going to agree with you and I'll tell you why I think this needed to be a two parter. I think we needed to see X-Men Phoenix and then X-Men dark Phoenix, because what the movies seem to want to take out is the entire three or four years of comic book stories when Gene was the Phoenix and 
control the power and use the power and was the power, etc. and so forth, before someone got into her head and literally sent her crazy. So, or the Phoenix crazy. So, um, I, I think that's going to be, if anything, if there's something wrong with this movie or what I'm worried about is they're going to make the same mistake that they did the first time and only focus on you've got all these powers and now you're crazy. Uh, I just don't want to see the Phoenix again. <laughs> like that wow. That's my main thing. It's like there is so much X-Men lore they could mine. There is no reason to go back to the well. Oh, but they, but, 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 but they destroyed the well with X-Men 3. It was horrible. It, 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 I mean, X-Men 3 wasn't horrible. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. For me, it was, least. it was better than Apocalypse. It was better than, it, it, it it's not as, it, they killed too many characters, yes, but it's not that bad of a movie. There's some cool things that happen in that movie. Okay. I, I, I respect your opinion, but I respectfully disagree, because, but <laughs> only because Gene is one of my favorites. And, and like Clarence said, just as I dislike some characters vehemently, on the flip side, don't mess with a character that I like. And Jean is one of those people don't mess with. And they messed with her, and I didn't like it. But Sophie Turner has done a fantastic job. I will give her that. Yeah, and in all honesty, don't we really believe this is going to be the last X-Men movie with these characters? Because I, I have a it, feeling. I think it has to be. Yeah, yeah, because once, once Marvel officially scoops them up, I think we're probably it's going to be rebooted. I'd be surprised if they keep anybody off of this cast. Yeah. Like, didn't they tease Mr. Sinister last movie? Yes. Mm, kind of. Yeah. Like, they, they did, right? Yeah, but but his name is Mr. Sinister. I mean, how much? Well, then again, Dr. Doom, that's kind of, you know, cheesy, well, too. Comic, well, comic book names are dumb. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> they're they're called the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Um and then, and then, of course, you know, if you get into the Legion of Superheroes, I'm Lightning Lad, and I'm uh, Lightning Boy, and Bouncing Boy, and Shrinking it's not even, Violet. Let's not even talk about Batman villains. The Calendar Man? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. Seriously, yes. <laughs> so, guys, can I pin a, a small picture for you real quick? Not a big yes. picture, small picture. Do it. Okay. Do it. So, there was this Spider-Man cartoon that came out in the 90s, late 90s, mid-90s, somewhere in there. And I love this cartoon. It was it was freaking fantastic. Came on Fox. I loved it. But there was some point in the cartoon, they established that there's different dimensions. And I think I'm remembering this correctly. Okay. And at that point, I was like, oh, I'm through. I'm, I'm all, I don't want to see this. There's only one Spider-Man for me. I don't want to see no more other dimension, 2099, whatever, Spider-Man's. This is it. This is the only one. But then I see this trailer for this movie, Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. You know, for, upon first seeing this, I was freaking excited to see Miles Morales in a movie, uh, yeah. a, 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 a full feature length movie. I was excited. But then when I got many months later, when I got this trailer and I saw that there are many Spider-Men in this movie, I was freaking totally off board. I, I, I want to have nothing to do with it. It's just not something I'm interested in at all. Why? Why do we go in this direction? Is this a comic book thing officially or what, what's going on with this? Yeah, they have a Spidey verse, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I mean, you know, and, and the thing that kind of ticked me off was you first, 
you know, said, oh, well, we're, you know, the, the Spider-Man that we're taking to the Marvel Universe for Infinity War and whatever is not going to be mild. It's going to be Peter. He's on loan. You know, I'm, I'm cool with that. But we're doing a, you know, animated with Miles. That's how they presented it at first, like you said. And then it's, oh, no, he's going to just be one of many versions of Spider-Man. Yeah. The cop out, man. Total yeah. cop out. Another uh, song. See, I just, I completely disagree. Like, it, it, the movie is still going to be about Miles Morales, but it's mm. going to be about him dealing with the Spider-Verse. Mm. <laughs> which, which t- to me is exciting because th- there's a lot of Spider-Men that are not, that, that simply are never going to have a movie made. Like, there's never going to be a Spider-Man 2099 movie. That's not going to happen. Um, it, all of the like the clones, the Spider Woman. There's uh, all kinds of different Spider things that will never be on a in a movie. This is so, a great way to to do it. Well, well, well. Is is that the premise that we're all in the same universe, but there's different Spider Men out there, or is it multiple dimensions? That's what I'm not on board with. Multiple dimensions. So if it's not that, it has to be multiple dimensions. It ha- right? Yeah, it has to be yeah. multiple dimensions. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That that case, I'm not. <laughs> I can't do it. The only other non-spider person or, or spider person that I would want to see is Jessica Drew. But any of the rest of these weird Spider-Man from other realities, you know, I could frankly care less. Wow. See, like that's uh, that's one of the aspects of Spider-Man that is so exciting to me that it's not just Peter Parker being Peter Parker. That's great. But. There's so much more they can do with it, and they're doing it. And have y'all seen the art? Yeah, some of it. I mean, dude, like that's such a stunning trailer. And it may, and it may be good, you know. I mean, but Sergio, like you said, with the X Men movie and the whole Dark Phoenix getting rehashed, uh, I think in the Spider Verse, there's enough spider man stuff to mine without having to go into this direction just for, uh, as you would put it, fan service. Uh, I I wouldn't call this fan service. Like Come how on, many? Man. Like how many? How many main mainstream people know what Sp- Spider Man twenty ninety nine is? How many mainstream people realize there's a black Spider Man? I think a lot do probably at this point. Right. True. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I guess the, the 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 best the best barometer is does my mom know there's a black Spider Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know my mom does it <laughs> because because uh, you, you can speak to you know nerds and geeks and whatever and yeah the assumption is is they know that exists but when you go to the layman this is a way to tell the layman hey some crazy stuff has happened over the years to Spider Man here's a whole movie about it mm, interesting and, I guess it's- and and I and I have to mention that this is a is a, a a movie produced by Lord and Miller by oh the way. god. <laughs> Which it's, their their animation chops are pretty on point. Uh, yes, they are. I'm not sure what script wise they're going to bring to the movie. Are they writing it or just directing it? One of them wrote it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phil Phil Lord wrote it. Story by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So it, yeah, like they they have their their webs all up in it. As it were. As it yeah. were. So, so, so like, I am crazy excited about this movie for m- many, many reasons. Like, I- I'm more excited about this than I am about the Han Solo movie. Oh, not a chance, dude. Not a chance. 
Like if, if someone told me to, Hey Sergio, tomorrow we're either going to go see Deadpool two or Spider-Man into the spider verse. I would say, yeah, I can wait on Deadpool two. Maybe I should watch the trailer again. I, I just wasn't blown away. And Hey, I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they prove me wrong, man. Cause I love Spider-Man and yeah, I guess it's just cool that we're getting a theatrical release animated Spider-Man movie to begin with. So, Hey, I guess that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is going to sound really blunt and mean, but it's exciting that a black kid wearing the Spider-Man costume made it through a bunch of rich white guys pocketbooks. <laughs> Cause you know, a bunch of rich white guys had to green light this movie. Yeah. Point yeah. taken. That, that's exciting. Point taken. And, 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 a, and a way to positively spend the, the whole conversation of that movie. So point taken. So, um, <laughs> You know, I guess you could say that for all intents and purposes, and here's hopefully another good segue, that Miles is kind of like a fish out of water in the Spider-Verse, as it were. But another person that might be a fish out of water is the last movie on our list, Aquaman. No, no, Miles is just a character jumping into the role of another previously white character, and somehow it got greenlit by a bunch of dudes in suits. Yes, and this is, and, and, and Aquaman <laughs> is a brown dude. Who <laughs> a brownish dude who is who is jumping into a character that is traditionally blonde hair and blue eyed. Bingo. Yeah. Interesting. So are we interested in this movie? It should have came out before Justice League, I think. Agreed. I, I, I can agree with that. Totally um, agree with that. Jason Momoa is a lighthearted, fun character that I like seeing on screen. I like seeing him say, Yeah, and all the crazy one liners <laughs> or whatever. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, woo. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think this movie is going to be CG intensive. And judging from what I saw in Justice League, they ain't got a lot of work to do if they're going to have make this movie look pretty. And and I, I hope the story is good. I don't know a lot about Aquaman. But from what I saw in Justice League, it made me excited to actually see the movie. And maybe that's why it's after, because, uh, you know, if this way it came out before, I don't think anybody would want to see it. So and hey. maybe so. I think if this movie fails, it won't be because of him. And that's pretty much my take. I think Wait, he, you think you think it won't be or will be? No, I said if the movie is not bad. I mean, if the movie is bad, then it won't be because of him. I think okay. I think he has the ability to be funny. I think he has the ability, obviously, to do the fighting scenes and whatever. But if if this, I don't want him to get blamed for if the movie is bad because I think he's a good actor personally. But having said that, I just don't know what to think of anything other than Wonder Woman that comes out of DC right now, at least in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is another one I'm really worried about because I, I like, I really liked his portrayal of Aquaman in, uh, Justice League. Personally, I'm like Clarence. I don't know anything about Aquaman. I just don't really, I'm not really into DC comic characters anyway, but I liked him on screen as the character. Yeah. So that gives me confidence that at least he, as you said, it's not going to be his fault if it sucks. I'm more concerned about, how do you make a movie underwater? Because, <laughs> like the, the, like the, all of the talking parts in Justice League underwater took place in a bubble underwater. <laughs> so like, is, is all of Atlantis just going to be a bubble or is it, are they going to try to do like, like him talking to fish with his mind and blips not moving? Like, 
I'm more concerned about that. Oh, will Atlantis mm-hmm. be under domes, sort of kind of, and they technically, yeah. quote, unquote, can't breathe or whatever. Who knows? But I yeah. will say this, and this is not a good thing for, for Warner Brothers DC, is I have a million more confidence in Marvel with Brie Larson and Captain Marvel than oh, wow. I do for this being a good movie. And again, not because of him, but just on their track record. That says a lot coming from you. <laughs> it really, it does. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to throw some, some hot takes out, out real quick about this movie and the DC uh, EU as a whole. Looking at Justice League, it's box office numbers uh, and what they thought it was going to get and what it actually got. If Aquaman bombs, my prediction is, is they only make Wonder Woman movies from now on. Oh, wow. Because like, look at it. Like if you look at the numbers for all of the DC movies, Justice League, their tent pole, Hey, here's all of our characters movie made less money than all of them. Hmm. It made, it, it made almost half of what Wonder Woman made. It made less than Man of Steel. Oh, man. And I'm so, so sorry it, to keep going here, but I think people were so turned off by Dawn of Boredom that they literally got bored other than Wonder Woman because it was so different with DC movies. I mean, and I think that's sad, but I think that's reality. And I'm not breaching it, but I just think that's reality. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And, and like the well is poisoned at this point. So, so like all these other movies that they claim are coming out, you know, Shazam, um, uh, the Batman, uh, the, 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 the Flashpoint movie, like all of these movies are, they're, they may not even happen because they have to happen, don't they? No, like, cause if you can't make money with a Justice League movie, what, where's the motivation to pick one piece of the Justice League movie and make a movie after it? Okay. So well, I mean, go ahead. No, I think the problem is simply that they just didn't take their time to establish their universe, and that's what's really hurting them right now. Um, I don't know. I, 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 okay, can we just say Wonder Woman was primed to be a hit if it was any type of good? Not saying I, I didn't think it was good. I thought it was wonderful. But if it was any kind of good in today's atmosphere, wasn't it kind of primed to be a hit? Where Based on of, what? And I say that in the, the, the aspect of more geekdom is much larger than it was 15 years ago, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years ago. It's, it, it, geekdom is pretty much all inclusive as witnessed by horrors of people going to comic conventions. And, and, um, you know, women have very much dove into the geekdom universe, which, you know, which we thought previously 30 years ago was populated by just men and, uh, get out of my lawn, you know, women, <laughs> this is all about me. <laughs> and geekdom has been more popularized in the U.S. You know, everybody's geek now. Before it was just the nerds with their uh, pocket protectors. So I think in that aspect, by this movie coming out now, it was pretty much primed to do well because that market had not been addressed directly. Yes. So what market is Aquaman (laughs) addressing? Is it addressing the sea people or? Uh, Yeah. I even even go back to like, I I hear what you say and you're absolutely right. Where were those people when Justice League came out? Wonder Woman is in Justice League. 
<sighs> and on top of that, Superman is in Justice League. Uh, Man of Steel was not that bad. But they, but, 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 but Donna Boredom was, and I know I keep harping on that, but that uh, movie was horrible. Yes, and the well is poisoned. Because like, of it. The, okay. Yes, yes, that movie broke DC. Okay, well, what, what did they do? What did they do? You said they just stopped making movies. Is that, is that really a viable option? No, they blow it up. They blow it up. Start over. Recast they need a crisis. Everybody. They need a crisis. They need a crisis. Yes, that's what they need. They need a crisis. And Flashpoint, I believe, is a really good way to do it. Semi crisis, yeah. So, like a, like, a, so, like a mini crisis of some sort. So here's the sad part about the whole <laughs> thing. Of my life. Yeah. So here's the, here's the sad part about the whole thing is, and this actually happened further back in time than I realized. Cause, you know, when you're talking studios, we've sat here and we've talked about <coughs> hero characters and superheroes that are owned by Fox, that are owned by Marvel slash Disney, that are owned by Sony and, the sad, you know, and, and a lot of these are Marvel, or most of these that we've been talking about have been Marvel characters. And, you know, even with the um, other properties are being owned by other companies other than Marvel, we've talked about Deadpool saying we're, you know, and looking forward to it. We're talking about, you know, X-Men at least going to see it, whether we're looking forward to it. Are not, and then of course you've got the Marvel proper movies that are really like okay, we can't wait to see these. On the flip of that, I didn't realize. I thought it was like 1979, but it was 1968 when DC Comics was bought by Warner Brothers. So all this time that we've had all these movies for for Marvel and all the Marvel characters for other you know studios, Warner Brothers for all this time has owned these characters. And the sad part to me is you can't do a better job with characters that you own, that you don't have any issues with other, um, you know, to that offense, to that offense, they did an excellent job with Batman in 1989. Yes. And, and then again with the dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. The Nolan. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, they've done some, they've done justice with that character and, you know, in early on, we had some decent, the first two, maybe Superman movies, but you're, you're right in a large sense. Why have they not capitalized on this wide cast of characters that they've had for all these years? Because and really, if you look at it, they have nobody to blame but themselves correct. for not. Yeah. Batman forever. <laughs> I love Superman Batman Return. Forever. Yeah. Batman forever is a bad, bad movie, but I really like it. But, 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 but still in, in the fact of saying you liked it, you had to admit it's a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a bad movie, but it's, it's fun. And like Jim Carrey was really fun in that movie. <laughs> but, but, but also on the same note, it was given credit for breaking not just DC comics, but it poisoned the entire comic spectrum from it until, um, you know, the X-Men came out for all intents and purposes. Uh, I, I, I think you're talking about Batman and Robin. Oh, is that the, is that the last one? Was Batman yeah, and Robin yeah. the last one? Batman and Robin is a markedly worse movie. And okay. yes, that did kind whichever of Whichever one had, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Was that, which that one? yeah, it's Batman and Robin. Yeah. Okay. That's the one I'm referring to. And you're right. You're right. And it, it is, it is Warner Brothers fault. And, it, but, and, 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 and the thing is, it speaks to the strength of the Batman character. Because they were able to to make so many good Batman movies, and it speaks to the complete 
not just it's hard to write superman it's it's hard to write good stories for a lot of these dc characters because you're writing stories for gods yeah yeah right definitely and and and, you know i have no problem with um and i just had his henry cavill uh yeah i have no problem with him i think he's a good actor now their choice for his mother and the choice for um you know lois lane i immediately like amy adams no not for I, i mean she's a great actress but she's not lois lane Okay, no, we got to I, talk I, about I, this. I, I actually agree. On, I agree on that. What? Thank Amy you, Adams is awesome. There, wow. I can list like twelve other actresses that I would rather have play Lois Lane. Bingo. Mm. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. Well, but one thing that we are in agreement on: Aquaman was the last one on our list. So, can I mention just a few quick honorable mentions? Sure. That are probably not going to do great, but I'm interested in. So you have Alita Battle Angel, which is a remake of a Japanese anime, which I recently saw on YouTube and you should see too. Uh, so that should be interesting. It's goes into the uncanny valley animated CG character with real people thing, which I think might work. I don't know, but I'm interested in it. Also, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising with uh, John Boyega of Star Wars fame. Also, Attack of the Block fame in that as well. And, um, uh, just a few just to laugh at, because I know they're going to suck. Uh, Rampage and Bumblebee, the movie. So there you go. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Sergio, do you have any others you want to add? Mm, I don't think so. So if I were to ask you to tell anyone listening how they might find out more about Reality Breached, how might they do that? Oh, well, um, the easiest way is to go to realitybreach.com. That's where all of our our content lives. Um, Or you can subscribe on all major podcast uh, outlets uh, like uh, Apple. What are they called now? Apple uh, Apple Podcasts? Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Google Play. Um, Basically, anywhere that that you get podcasts, you can find our stuff. Um, uh, Also, of course, Grits. Your listeners know about Grits. So... (laughs) We don't oh, have to yeah. talk about that. Um, and we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we have a YouTube page. Uh, so, so all of those, all of those, uh, those work. Um, I, and since, since we're kind of on this, this topic, uh, we actually have an upcoming episode that's probably going to come out next month because it's all already recorded. It's just kind of banked, uh, where we talk about the uh, Disney Fox buyout and we parlay that into, a complete recasting of the entire X-Men franchise. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Where we choose new actors for every main character. It was a lot of fun to record. Cobain's. There will only be Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. No, no, we no we cast Hugh Jackman, but he he's playing Professor X now. Uh, uh, what? Oh, no, I'm God. kidding. I'm kidding. We didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I, I almost had a heart attack on that one. <laughs> So, so Clarence, where else might people find you if they wanted to listen some, to some other things that you do? You know what? I'm not going to plug me right now. I'm not going to plug me at all. But what I am going to say is make sure you go to realitybreach.com. Find the article entitled Rebe's, Rebe's Most Anticipated Movies of 2018. Scroll to the bottom after you've read it, of course, and tell Sergio how, how much he's wrong about his picks and, <laughs> and, and what's better. Because Rampage, man, Rampage is coming. And to Rock. make it easy, even easier than than that, 
we will have this if you're listening to it on your phone. Of course, not while you're driving. Uh, just scroll down into the show notes and the link will be available there. So just click on that. So yeah, and real quick, and real quick, I just want to say also check out their episode for Jackson Music, Jackson Indie Music Week, which uh, they have an excellent episode where they uh, are at the women's panel. I think it was on last Wednesday and they kind of interview people that were there and I thought it was pretty interesting. So check that out as well. Yeah, that was fun to put together. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun to listen to as well. This will also be in our show notes, but again, Sergio was on the Discussing Who podcast last year talking about the most anticipated 2017 movies. So check out the show notes below if you would like to listen to that. So, Sergio, thank you for being on the very first episode of Discussing Comics. We appreciate it. Hey, I I always love being on Discussing Stuff. Cool, 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 cool. Well, we were glad to have you. And for anyone listening, like I said before, if you are going to see Black Panther, make sure you subscribe to the show because episode number two, we will be talking about the upcoming Black Panther movie. And make sure you subscribe and also check us out on YouTube at youtube.discussingwho or discussingcomics.com. And we will see you back next time. 